can't fucking do this. I can't fucking do this. Quark, where did you come from? Oh shit. I just fucking pops out the multiverse. Whoa. And what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> His head's gone. Uh, what I'm doing here, uh, we're here to talk about England's group. England uh, in a group with the Czech Republic, obviously Scotland, uh, a team close to my heart, and uh, the Dirty Croats, who did us dirty in the 2018 World Cup. Other official name? Uh, Croatia. Croatia. Um, so, yeah, what we've got coming up... Ex-piece of Yugoslavia. What we've got coming up for the fans is a bit of a, a Euro special ahead of Friday's kickoff. We've got some betting experts here, haven't we? We have later we've, on. We've got Insta. Um, we've got Jay, Jordy, and Screech. I couldn't have asked Look forward to that. That's a good one. Yeah, three of the uh, four of Mount Rushmore of the betting in my eyes. Exactly. Jay, Jordy, Screech, Lunite. There we go. Three of Bet365's most wanted. They'll be on later giving you their Euros tips. And just advice. Uh, most yeah. wanted and uh, most self-excluded. You win a lot of money if you listen to these three. Trust me, I've done it throughout my life. And I'm not in debt. All I'm gonna anyway. Say, all I'm going to say is, and last thing on that, I actually did try and ring Bets365 for one of the individuals. They uh, shall rename uh, Nameless. But uh, to try and get them unself-banned. So the, that went tits we, okay. we, We've all been there. As you can imagine. But you could say that was rock bottom for this individual. I but, mean, I personally wouldn't. But. So what, what What did they do when they couldn't get on 365? Did uh, they just stop gambling or they didn't download any other apps? No, uh, so, so they found Skybet very oh, quickly okay. after that. And... Uh, I, I'm not sure if they dabble with Betfair. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna paraphrase and say they do. Yeah, no comment on that one. No. Anyway, Jim, we're not talking about the previews yet. We're talking yeah. about something else first. Yeah. So we'll let you uh, go away with that one. Yeah. So yeah, we. I think we just had the both same same bit of energy in our minds. We did. Yeah. We did. Um, obviously, Trent injured, and yet today on day recording Monday, we got the news that Ben White will be receiving the call. I guess it's not the end of the world where a, a fifth choice centre back or a fifth choice midfielder goes, but. I'm a big fan of the JWP. I'd have took him. Cook. Initial thoughts on Ben White. Again, I call I mean, when we was watching the game yesterday, I was obviously uh, being overzealous about Ben White and uh, just uh, emphasising everything he did, kind of as a joke, thinking he's not going to go. Um, but no, he has. He has gone. We've uh, still only got five registered midfielders for the tournament, which I think is a bit dumb. Ward Prowse's delivery... It's not like a, a new thing that he's only just developed. He's had this in his arsenal for ages, so Southgate should have known what he was going to do if something like this did happen. Uh, I still think five midfielders is just short. Six would have been just right with Ward-Prowse, five subs. Nice little plan B there. And obviously yesterday showed how good his delivery is. Honestly, we could have been 4-0 just off his set pieces yeah, yesterday. Yeah, he's honestly a bit, <coughs> bit Beckham-like. and He really is the way he works. <coughs> um, Stan, do you think that this Ben White call-up is a bit more of a signal of Maguire's um, fitness rather than Ben White over JWP. Yeah, um, I think it could have only meant one of two things. I think that's either that England are going to go to a back three or a back five or that Maguire's fitness isn't as far along as he'd like it to be and I don't think they're going to play a back five. So that obviously points to the other one. And I think it probably was a toss-up yeah, for centre-back or centre-mid with obviously Maguire and Henderson being two leaders that are carrying injuries at the moment so it does signal to me that Henderson well we know Henderson's further along than Maguire um, and obviously Southgate sees it that way too um, I'd have taken Ward-Prowse anyway I think we've got enough at centre-back with Stones, Mings, Cody and obviously Rice can fill in there Kyle Walker could if we go to a, a five Reese James can, Luke Shaw can 
but I think like Phillips has played the shit. Yeah, yeah, he has. Yes, yeah. so like Cook said, we, we are a little bit short when it comes to midfield, and I do think. I mean, Henderson's only played forty-five minutes in the last four months. If he pulls up in the first group game, you know, we're struggling. So I'd, I'd have taken another body in there, but um, mm-hmm. probably won't mean too much in the long run. I don't think either of them would have played too much anyway. We say this until Mount and Rice both get injured, and then uh, Bellingham gets suspended. <laughs> we're, we're, li- well, and we're short. That's worst case scenario, yeah. It is, um, but I think I think he's been a bit naive here. I really do. I feel like I would have took definitely took an extra body because of the versatility of other players like you've just named them. Yeah. All them players that can just tuck in centre half. I don't think Ben White is needed there. I get why you take Henderson, even if he can't play as much as originally thought. He's there for the dressing room mainly. Yeah. But the the thing taking Ben White is take a Lingard, take a Ward Prowse, do something there. When the chips are down, something might work. Ward Prowse's delivery, obviously, we've emphasised. Lingard's energy um, can carry the ball and obviously got an engine on him. So, yeah, yeah. I, I would have took one of them too, definitely. I mean, Jim, obviously, we spoke about it last week the depth that England are going to have. Um, do you think if Ward Prowse would have been on the bench, he would have come on anyway? For example, if Grealish, Sterling, Rashford and Calvert-Lewin are there, do you think he would have been used or do you think he just would have been a just-in-case kind of player or a bit of experience kind of player? Yeah, that's what I meant by my caveat before about it's not the end of the world where if we choose a fifth-choice centre-back or a fifth-choice midfielder because I think we are light in both areas but like you say, well, perhaps his delivery is amazing but if he's not on the pitch then you can't exactly come on and say, like, just whip him in, can it? Um, he's got to be on there to do it. But then at the same time, I was very impressed with his performance against Romania I've been very impressed with him for the past two seasons. He's not missed a minute. Uh, we mentioned that the other day. He's one of these players where it's going to be a kind of tournament where potentially a lot of players are going to be knackered, and he never looks knackered. His engine's always full. So yeah. he could have been a, a he could have been a useful player. I think Alvin or Ben White, if one of them was to come on and do something and change a game, it's undoubtedly would have been Ward Prowse. Yeah, I think he's got a skill set that the other you know pivot players, so to speak, don't have. Uh, like you said, he is very reliable, very robust. Said it last week, he's the only outfield player to play every minute of the last two Premier League seasons. So if it is a toss-up about injuries, then you know there's not many better you can choose than uh, than James Ward-Prowse. Um, I think if Ward-Prowse <laughs> was playing for a top-six club, which I think he undoubtedly has the talent to, yeah, he, he would be in England's start, never mind he England's goes. squad. I mean, although, do you agree with that cut? Because Ben White's going and he's at Brighton. I just think that... Ward Prowse at the moment is is probably is probably below par where he should be. Like Jim said, could probably definitely well. I could definitely see him at like a Tottenham. I know it's the old cliche, or yeah. I could I could definitely see him there. But I just think that his dead ball alone is worth taking. Like I said before, given the fact we've got five subs, I think it's just a bit naive. Given the fact how good we were in the World Cup twenty eighteen, yeah, for dead balls, was- yeah. Amazing for us. He, he pretty much carried us to the semi final, like really. Yeah. Look at all the goals we scored from set pieces. So are we all in agreement we would have taken JWP? I think we are. Him him or Lingard, one of the two. Like yeah. either way I, I would have been happy there because at least you at least you're trying something different. Those players yeah. do offer something. I don't know what Ben White offers you apart from um just an option for injury. Just shitting yourself. It's just cover for injury, isn't just it? Be, I mean, just being a fanny, basically. Well that's it. I mean I think everybody expected Lingardo Ward Prowse, but it's Ben White who takes the place on the coach. We won't say the playing, and uh, yeah, he's going. Southgate's made his decision. We're still going to back him. We're still going to back the boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no hate on Ben White. It's just it's hate on Southgate, if anything. Yeah, 
But we'll see how it goes. It could be a master stroke if all our centre backs get injured. Could yeah. never know. Ben White in the Euros final there. Right, so our first betting expert, as you call yourself, is none other than Jordy. We've got a series of bets we're going to run through. Um, we're going to start with the easy one, whatever we're betting on. The outright winner. Uh, so let's hear your thought process through this one. I've got France at 9-2. I think France strong favourites in my opinion. Got one of the best squads in the tournament. I think Benzema being added to the uh, to the squads added a lot more firepower up front. And they'll be looking to get one over on Portugal again after whenever it was when they got knocked out, 24-16. World Cup winners. So you're not scared of the group of death? No. Germany, Dossers, Portugal. Germany, Dossers, you heard it here first, ladies and gents. Well, so if France going to win it, do you think Benzema with the top goal scorer or have you gone a bit left field? Gone Lukaku as my top goal scorer. Red Ron? Red Not so red anymore. I think they're playing a lot of dosses in their group stage as well, so it's what group stage is where you rack it up in it. Score a few pens. Yeah, I think they got what? Smash. Finland. Finland, Denmark. Denmark. No, Finland, Switzerland, Switzerland Wales, I think. Oh, it's, oh yeah, it's Wales. Denmark, yeah, yeah, Wales. So, All right, score so. five before they're out of group stage. Lukaku. Five could be enough. In fact, came one in the World Cup one on six, and he got half of them against Panama. It's the worst touch I've ever seen. I'll just say it now. But also the best, Jay. Um, the next bet um, is your dark horse to the tournament. So somebody might not necessarily win it, but could be worth a little each way bet or reach the semis. Italy at nine to one. I've gone as a dark horse. Reasoning for this is that now I think currently ten games without conceding a goal. Last goal he conceded was against Netherlands, so I think they've got a solid defensive record. Mancini, as you know, you'll love it, you'll be loved. You know how to win championships. Mancini, I think they've they got a good chance. Especially, I don't know what the group is, I don't know if the group's any good, I think. I'd uh, imagine they get out of it. But. Group A, um, top of my head, I think Denmark are in that one. I listen, that's what I was getting confused. Yeah, so. um, You'd like to think they get out of the group and then oh, finals Tur- at Turkey, I think Turkey in the group. Turkey, well, Switzerland, Italy. Turkey. There you go, Turkey, Wales, so Switzerland. Who's in? Um, with um, Belgium, Denmark. It must be Denmark. I must have been right, don't it? You've made me look a right mug. Made myself look. So basically, for the dark horse, the, I believe they only lost twice in the last like two years or something. Stupid. Yeah, yeah, something. Um, so yeah, they could work a punt. Um, don't know what I was Nine to one, they are to win the tournament. Nine to one, that is sure. tasty. That is tasty. I'm sure, you can get good odds at different gambling companies. <laughs> We, we can't name said gambling companies because we don't get paid. But we will do one day. Um, so we've asked you to do a special bet and an England special bet. So I don't know which one you want to start us with. I think my England special bet, I'm going to go 1 0 every game. A bit of inspiration from the. England to win 1 0 every game. A bit of inspiration from them boring friends we've just watched. Yeah. I think international tournaments are always a bit cagey, aren't they? A bit ropey. Yeah. I'd like to think they'd keep a few clean sheets. Anything can win 1 0 every game, football's coming on. Exactly. Yeah. I'd, I'd happily take winning the Euros and win one game, every single game one though. I think everybody would. Not concede a goal in a European tournament. Possible. <laughs> it's, it's high hopes. <laughs> uh, but high, how high are your special bet hopes? My special bet hopes is 8-1 and it is... Talk us through it. It's four goal scorers, all to score four goals each. All score four each. Four plus goals each. Yeah. All right. We're so we've, for got, the names. we've got Kane. Kane. 
You'd like to think Kane would score. I think Kane would probably score four penalties on his own, never mind. We like do like a Lukaku, like before, I think he's going to be top goal scorer. Score five before he's out of the group stage. Memphis Depay, I think Netherlands, if Netherlands going to do decent, then. If Netherlands are going to do decent, then. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, if they're going to do decent tournament, then I think he's the main talisman in the up front. They've not got a bad team. I think they've got another great word, yeah, so I think I'd imagine Memphis takes penalties and... Scored two against Scotland recently. Yeah, so, you know Free I mean, kick. There's only two more if he scored, if he scored two. And who's the last name? Last name is Mbappe, which is... Me one was a little bit iffy, because it's going to be between Mbappe, Benzema, who's going to get the goals, I feel, I feel personally. Or Giroud, if Giroud plays. Or Griezmann. Or Griezmann, yeah, so... So I'd like to think Mbappe would score four goals, but... So is, that, is that the bet? We're just waiting on four goal scorers? Four goal scorers, so got... I'll score four goals. Kane, Lukaku, Memphis, Depay and Mbappe. Well... 80-1. to one. I think he's got every chance at 80-1. to one. There we have it, guys. There's Jordy's expert picks. We'll have a little um, graphic on that, hopefully, sometime during the week. With his lovely face on it. Hello, welcome back. Hi Jay, how are you doing? Yeah, you not okay? too bad. So we are on to betting expert number two, um, Skybet's most wanted, Jason. <laughs> um, and we'll go straight into it. Jay, tell me, who are your winners of Euro 2020, not um, 2021? I think there could be an upset with the winner, but for the actual... I've done a little predictor online, Euro's predictor, and i got two finalists. And one's a dark horse and one's a winner. So we'll Ooh. go for the we'll go for the favourite as the winner. France at nine to two. Same as my compatriot. Yeah, so you're backing yourself on your predictions, eh? So we've got another one from the group of death going all the way. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it'll phase them to be honest. Um obviously Hungary will probably be the whipping boys. Uh Germany didn't do too much at the World Cup, obviously got a bit of a better team now. But I still th I think France has just got a bit too much. So do you think they top the group as well? Yeah. Comfortable. Okay, no problem. So, well, we'll go to the other team. I mean, tell me who's your dark horse. I'm guessing it, it might be another one from the group of death, potentially. No, it's actually one from... Like, they're not in an easy group, you know. They're in England's group, and it's Czech Republic. Oh. And I fancy them. You can get them at 150 to 1 to win the whole thing. Right. 16 to 1 to make the semi-final. But I fancy a little each-way pick there, 150 to 1. Thomas, 10 each-way, and yeah. you're, you're looking at just over two bags. Thomas Suchet leading them. Pushing them all the way, going all the way through. I mean, I can't think of any players off the top of my head that they have. Vidra, Patrick Skick. They're going to have to yeah. do well. They'll do well to get through that group, but, I think. Like you say, Suchek had a very good um, good spell West Ham this season. Mm. But he can continue that form into the uh, Euros. Yeah, Fellaini role. And obviously, yeah, third place goes through. So We've seen weirder things happen, you know. Greece, Denmark. Definitely. And the thing is with England's group is that... Um, it kind of gets easier, the run gets easier the lower you finish in the group. So should they get third, yeah. you might get a nice little run through. Um, so we'll go to your top scorer now, please, Mr. Laurent. Yeah, I've gone... Um, I was I was torn, to be fair. I was torn between Mbappe and Kane. And I've gone Kane just because he's... Just because of the World Cup, he obviously... And I think we, he's... With the group we've got, Scotland, Czech Republic and Croatia, I think there's goals in the game. And I think with our attack... He shouldn't struggle to score goals, and obviously 
Harry's on the penalties as well. When we've got players who's tricky like Grillo, yeah. we'll be winning them kind of penalties as we saw against Romania. Yeah. I think Kane will definitely. I think he'll definitely get three or four, and if he gets, if he can go a bit further, five or six, I think he'll easily get top score. Yeah. I think George, you said it the other day, didn't you? That we get a lot of penalties. Yeah. In this yeah I so I can see that. But and Bap's going all the way to the final. He's still back. So Harry. Absolutely. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. Like Jordan said, uh, I think France will share the goals out of it yeah. with Griezmann and Benzema's and back in there. Now. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no good idea. Um, right. Your next one is we'll go straight into your England bet, Jay. We spoke about Harry Kane. What is your special England bet for the cookie monsters that are listening and viewing at home? Well, yeah, there's a special um, bookmakers who shan't be named who are offering uh, England's players to hit the most tournament booking points. And I've gone for Kyle Walker at 14 to 1. Mm. He was joint uh, at the World Cup with two bookings, and it's dead heat of rules apply with this uh, certain bookmaker right. that shan't be uh, named. So if he. So if he if he gets one or two, this uh, I think he'll draw, and then you'll get a nice payout. Right. So do you think Walker starts then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think he'll play most games. Yeah. No. Fair enough. So then we'll go straight to the last bet, and that is your special bet. It can be anything you want it to be, Jay. Just like your life. <laughs> yeah. So contra- it's a bit of a contradiction, really, because uh, I've got it's France and England both to reach the semi-finals, and Kane and Mbappe both to score three plus goals each. Oh, well, I like that. England would do well. I've looked at uh, England. I've actually predicted in my predicting England to go out in the quarters of the Czech Republic. But, <laughs> you know, if they get past the Czech Republic, they're in the semis. He's back in the Czech. And Czechs. France would be, in, in what I've gone for, France would be on the other side of the draw. So then we'd meet France in the final. So if they both met in the final, I think Mbappe and Kane getting them run, runs of games. Mm. I think three goals each is definitely a, yeah. a worthwhile. I think that's worth backing. England would do well to get to the final. But if they do, I uh, expect Harry and Kylian to get three each I like that a lot and there we go Jason's picks everybody so we're back with our last DJ it is uh, a debutant today we've had DJ Geordie DJ Dunn DJ Dunn even DJ J and now DJ Skeechy welcome to the cookie pod Skeechy pleasure to be here you're here for your expert uh, opinions and uh, the first opinion I want from you is who's going to win Euro 2021? Well, I'm going to have to be boring and agree with these two lads. I do think France at 9-2 is a great match. 9-2, France. Geordie's gone for it. Geordie and Jay are super convinced by it as well. But Oh, no, I think it's coming home. I just you think it's coming home? Yeah, of course. Mm, your patriotism has come into question lately, Geordie. All these actually, France at 9 to 2, you scrubbers. It's not going to come over <laughs> that safe, But it's a safe bet, isn't it? It is a safe bet. Skeechy, who have you gone for the top goal scorer? Um, I've gone Lukaku. The reason being, Belgium's got quite an easy groove in comparison to the others, and I think he is the main goal scorer for Belgium. Um, you do get a few that contribute, like Mertens and that, but I think Lukaku scores a majority. He's had a great season in Serie A. They've won the, won the uh, league, I think. He's gonna score a lot. Yeah, he'll bag a lot, Lukak. I mean, I can't, I can't think top of my head in that group who, who's in it. But he racked up at the last World Cup, didn't he? He was, yeah. was he near the top goal scorer, Kane, in, in, near with Kane, yeah. six or five or whatever it was. And I but, think if they go quite far, I think seven to one is a good bet. Yes, it is. To be fair, I mean, speaking of good bets, you've gone for a safe bet in France, but we want to know your dark horse. Well, with dark horse, you can get around 50 to 1. Jeez. And I've gone for Turkey. 
turkey. What yeah. makes what makes you go for the Turks? Um, don't know, just a couple of things. I just sitting well, in a few games building up to it. You can't score a lot of goals. Um, you've got some well-established players in the team. Obviously, a few that's been in the prem like Kabak. You've got Yilmaz, who's had a good season. Been yeah. playing well for Turkey as well. Um, like say, they can score against the big teams. Scored four past Netherlands um, a couple of months ago. And I think they've got not a bad draw. If they can get through the group, I think they'll do all right. Decent. So that's like you said, fifty to one. Would you go each way, or are you just going on the on the nose? Um, I'd probably just go on the nose. The fact that you can only get two places, I'm not shots around to see if there's any more places than two but yeah. see this is why we have him on the show this is why we have all three of them on the show for this this type of thing because a few a few dosses out there would have gone each way skeechy if I didn't pick your brain there but I need to pick your brain again because we need to get an England bet from you as well skeech so what have you gone for uh, England bet I was it's quite hard to find one but I've just had a quick look there and I think England to win by a penalty shootout in the last 16, at around 11 to 1. Um, just following the trend that we did it in the World Cup. In Russia, yeah. Yeah, so I think that could easily happen. We get Spain, can't we, in the round 16? Yeah. To top it, I think. And with no error die this time, though, Jordy. To, to save us in the last 16. <laughs> yeah, got Jordan what will we ever do? Got Jordan Anderson, uh, he, he missed a penalty in that one. Yeah. And I do remember Jonesy shouting in the Griffin, Scouse cunt! When he missed. <laughs> and I just all I heard from the other side of the Griffin was, Hey, we're all England! <laughs> by, by, by the Scouse owner of the pub. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Classic Jones, Scouse cunt, Jordan Emerson, bloody hell. Yeah, two, he missed a penny yesterday actually, so it's not actually good, good mojo for Jordan Emerson <laughs> at this point, to quote Austin Powers. But. The special bet, Skeech, what have you gone for this time? Well, I do like this bet. I think I've got France to win the Euros, Belgium to win all the group games, Kane, England's top goal scorer, and Wales to be eliminated in the groups. You can get that around 66 to 1. 66 is. Ooh, I like, I like the Wales one, and I like Kane to be England's top goal scorer. I feel like that's a banker, Jay, what do you reckon about that one? Kane. Surely. No, oh, Kane. Win all the I think Kane's top scorer for the tournament. Just went banking yeah. on France to win the tournament. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a great bet at 66 to 1. I'll be having a few quid on that. Yeah, it's <laughs> all it's good news. <laughs> it is good. I mean, I'm not, I'm not 100% using Wales group. Does anyone know? Switzerland. 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 Yeah, Italy, is it? Is it Italy? Or? Yeah. Is, it, is it that one? Is that the right group? No. I think it is, isn't it? Switzerland or Wales are definitely the same. I think it's Switzerland, Wales, Italy, Turkey. that one. I don't know who's in Belgium. No. Fuck knows. Be here all day trying to think about who's one in <laughs> fucking group. Not but, for a lot, yeah. <laughs> but 66 to 1. Oh, how much are you going to have on that skeech? Oh, I've, I've had a few quid on that. I reckon I'll £40. Pound. Yeah, love that. This is, why, this is why we're paying the big bucks so 40, we can do 40, this. 50 quid. This is why we pay them all the big bucks. 40, 50 quid. To all you scrubbers <laughs> out there, these three, nah, these three are an example of how to gamble. This is like a Ru- Mount Rushmore of gambling. This. <laughs> so be honoured that you get this information because you and your £2.50 ninefolds just aren't going to cut it anymore. You need to get on this. Get them off Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> Can't stand them. Exactly. So thanks, Screech. Debutant on the pod. I mean, that's that's Jordy's match ball from last episode, but I'm more than welcome to give it you. Well done, Jordy. Oh, well done, Jordy. Yes.
So welcome back to another segment of the pod and today, a week away before the Euro starts, uh, we are going to preview each of England's group stage opponents. So we've each got a team, I've got Croatia, so that's where we will begin because that is where England will begin. So I've just got a little bit of a spiel, so we'll go into that and I'll see what um, Lou and Jim think about it. So obviously the last time England played Croatia was the uh, semi-final when we got beat. 2-1, uh, which we know a lot about, so I won't go too much into that, but they are in quite a large transitional phase, this uh, Croatian side, and they have had Subasic, Mandzukic, Rakitic and Korluka all retire since that tournament finished, but they do still have quite a lot of experience with Modric, Perisic and Dejan Lovren, Liverpool fans will remember, is still starting for them most weeks. Uh, and a little Not so fond, I remember, I reckon. No, no, definitely not. One of the best centre-backs in the world, according to him. Uh, I'll let you make your mind up. But a little fact about Modric as well, Cook. You mentioned Croatia and Yugoslavia before. Since Croatia were recognised as a country, Luka Modric has participated in every single major tournament that Croatia has qualified for as a country since Euro 2008. And he is their captain. Key man. Their talisman and definitely their key man. And they will... Uh, I mean, the key area of their team is midfield, where they play Modric, Marcelo Brozovic, and Cook knows him very well, Mateo Kovacic. A lot of technical ability, a lot of passing ability, and they will look to control games through the midfield because that is how they do it and that is how they did it against us in 2018 as Jordan Anderson definitely wakes up in cold sweats in the middle of the night remembering. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the only issue with this Croatia side is that especially since they lost Mandzukic, they do struggle to, uh, to score goals. It is Bruno Petkovic who has taken his place in the team but he hasn't taken his place at all when it comes to goals or just his general effect uh, on the team. Um <sighs> It's a difficult one with Croatia because obviously we look at them, we've got to respect them. I do think they were a little bit disrespected and they came out and said that before the semi-final. But this this Croatia team isn't the, the team that it was three years ago. Like I say, they've already lost so many key players. They've still got Perisic there. And I'll just go through the starting eleven that they are expected to play uh, and you know see if you know any of the names. So in net is a keeper called Livakovic who plays for Zagreb. Uh, Sirma Vesaiko, Lovren, Vida and Barisic, who's at Rangers, Cook. You might know him very well. I do. Like I say, midfield free of Brozovic, Modric and Kovacic, who will obviously look to control the game, and a front free of Rebic, Petkovic, who I've already mentioned. I like Rebic. And Perisic, yeah. Two Milan plate, well, Inter and AC on the wings will work very hard, we already know that. Two Milan. And, and, and they've got a little bit of, of quality, but like I say, they're not the team that they were three years ago. Um, and they are aside with... Apart from Modric, really little, you know, individual match-winning quality and potency. So, with all due respect, it is a side that England need to be going there to be, especially with it being at Wembley and starting off the group stage with the three points. Right, so welcome back. Lastly up, we've got the Czech Republic. You've heard some... Um bullish predictions I should say from um, our expert Jay before about um, potentially being the dark horses the 150 to 1 shot um, but you know they've got some players that we know, some players that we don't they was finalists in 96 um, I think they were semi-finalists in 04 and quarter-finalists in 12 but this team doesn't have the same star power as what it used to have, it used to have the Nedveds, um, the Barosh um, Patrick Petschek, yeah. of course, that you know so well, Cook. Who was the big um, striker? The big collar. Jan Collar. So, yeah, he doesn't have that kind of players anymore, but it's a hard-working team. Um, the coach, 
Yaroslav Silavi is a 59-year-old hard man. I've got an interesting fact about him, Cook. He okay. does look hard as nails. Okay. He could be the hardest man at the Euros in, the, in terms of managers. He has the most red cards in Czech league history. Ooh. Ooh. So he, he loves to tackle. You're hard. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, if anything, that could tell us something about the Czech team. They could be a bit. Um, they could be ready to fight, and they've got a lot of strength. And that's one of the um, the, the strengths of the team. Um, when they got a one-all draw against Roberto Martinez's Belgium, he, he said they're very strong and they do play some good stuff. And they, they're going to test a lot of teams because they got. You've got a lot of power in there with Thomas Suchek, he's six foot four, both the centre backs are above six foot. The full backs aren't small, um forward Patrick Skick isn't a small lad, it's a bit scrawny, but he can get on the end of crosses and that's where they could hurt a few teams. Um he was obviously they was in group uh, England's qualifying group and England actually went up to batter and five 0 in the opening game of that and since then they've just been like a lot better because they only conceded six goals from the following seven games so the defence is actually one of the their areas of strength even though England did beat them 5-0 that game um, so we look at some of the players that we might know a former Chelsea man and was he Bristol Thomas Callas Bristol Fulham yeah. Um, yeah. part of the lone army we can say Vitesse <laughs> part of the lone army Vitesse yeah, Thomas Cal- but he was a, a Premier League winner, isn't he? Middlesbrough. Borough, Middlesbrough. Yeah, yeah. Borough, yeah. Yeah, he Borough. has won the Premier League under Conte, technically. He played at... Um, played zero minutes. Played in the Gerrard Slip game, I think. That's what he did, yeah. With, yeah. Uh, who did he play centre-back with? John O'Brien Mikel that day. <laughs> Salah played as well? You, we digress. We digress. Sorry, uh, so, yeah, Thomas Callas. Um, a few a few Premier League fans will know him. Uh, uh, Left-back and right-back. They've got former teammates um, at Slavia Prague. They've got Vladimir Kufal, now at West Ham, and Jan Boril. Jan Boril had a great campaign when they went to the quarter-finals to get out of Arsenal in the Europa League this season. Vladimir Kufal's been a sensation, one of the signs of the season. I think we gave him a nod in last week's podcast when he was one of the, the awards. He's got seven assists. And a lot of them assists are going to the, the big man. I've already mentioned him, six foot four, Thomas Suchek. Ten go- Was it ten goals? 10 goals for West Ham this season. Coming from deep line, play, yeah. deep line playmaking and my system. In a 4 2 3 1. His new Marouane. His new Marouane. I think he's I mean, he's been a, a revelation. It's quite extraordinary that he's got that many goals in the Premier League. So Main reason why West Ham are where they are. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think, yeah, definitely one of the contenders for signing of the season, if not the signing of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, he could have been the team of the season, never mind that. He hey, well, he did get our uh, David Dickinson award. <laughs> In did. last week's Cookie Pod Awards, cheapest chips. Yeah, fifteen million pounds, I believe it was. He did, and he's um. They usually play a predominantly four-one-four-one or four-two-three-one kind of variation, depending on how the game's going. And next to Suchek will be um a lad, a fan favourite. I've been reading about. Okay. Um, called Alex Kral, and Moyes actually does one in West Ham, so we could see a Czech partnership there next season in Premier League. He's, he's, he's the David Luiz look. David Luiz look like yeah. yeah, I think he plays for Moscow, Spartan Moscow. Yeah, somebody um, like that. Apparently, quite funny in the media and stuff. He's the young. He's a defensive midfielder, I think. Yeah, isn't he? they all are, but I think they get yeah. up and down, and they've yeah. got that will be embodied by veteran Derida. We know him from the the Bundesliga. Hmm. Might mention him on the Bundesliga special, might not have, but you'll have to go back and listen maybe to that Maybe a rice replacement. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe a rice replacement. Because he, he, a lot of suitors will be after him. Just stir in the pot. Stir <laughs> in the pot. Of rice. Of, oh. Well. Right, no comment. They will struggle for no goals, comment. though. Um, that is one of the, 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 the areas of concern. They didn't score that many goals. A lot of like one goal, zero goal games that they've had recently. Um because they've got, they've got Matt Yanko from Sampdoria who's going to make late runs but there's not that much quality up there Patrick Skick yeah he, lo- he looks 
quite talented and he can link up the plays a bit like a like a scrawny Giroud, just not as good looking either. Is Vidra going from Burnley? Vidra will be going. He's, he doesn't use this start, but I mean, yeah, he could be an option off the bench. He's got five subs, obviously, um, and they're not the deepest team, so that could be another area of concern. But they're going to be defensively astute, I think. And the game when they meet England in the last group game, if Czech get a result at Scotland, they'll need to win. And if we need to win to top the group or come second, then that could be. All the, all the pressure's on in that game, I think. Yeah, it could yeah. be tasty, that, couldn't it, could if it be. goes down to the wire. You sound like a very pragmatic team, Cook, on the England need to be wary about, especially on set pieces. Well, like Jim said, Kufal's arguably one of the signings of the season. We know all about Thomas Sochek, and they're enough for us to be worried about them because we watch them more often than not in the Prem. So, definitely, yeah. um, well, it makes me a bit, shit myself a bit more about Czech Republic now, having, yeah. having heard some of the players. Obviously, I knew Kufal and that before, but I wasn't aware of the uh, the potential Rice replacement. But again, that people like team we should be beating, Jim. Definitely a team we should be in, but not a team that we should take too lightly. Right, so we're here for the second preview of Euro 2021, and as, like I said before, a team that's very close to my heart, Scotland. Uh, why is it, Cook? Tell us why. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll in tell case you, you don't know, trip. Uh, my dad's from Scotland. Uh, therefore making me half Scottish, so I do keep an eye on him. And it's the uh, the first tournament they've been to since Euro 98, so I'm, uh, I'm excited to see them in full flow. I feel like they've got a team that they can give a good account of themselves this year in comparison to other years, and, and I'll tell you for why in a second. So, for one, they've got Steve Clark, who is a manager that I really do like. He was a former Chelsea under-21s manager, was there for a long time, played for Chelsea as well, played for St Mirren. Um, in the SPL and got manager of the year uh, for one of the two years he was at Kilmarnock uh, getting them European football when they were literally rele- relegation fodder the year before yeah. so he is a very good coach obviously he's earned his stripes at Chelsea becoming the reserve team manager there Scotland's record at the Euros isn't great they've been in it twice never got out of the groups so they, it's a good omen this year they've, like I said they've got better players third time lucky Let's, let's hope they can at least get out. Formations that Scotland usually play. Talk about now, they play 3-4-3 and 5-3-2 predominantly. Um, they, they, they differentiate with McTominay. They fuck about with him. So they go McTominay, McGinn, and it'll be Gilmore, probably as a register, or they'll play Scotty at the base, one of the two. Or they'll play McTominay in the back three with Grant Hanley and Kieran Tierney. Hanley's the sweeper more often than not. Which leads me on to what I think one of the Scotland weaknesses are is is Grant Hanley in the <laughs> middle of the back three. I think do everything you can to not have this man near the team, just because I don't think he's very good. But but players that that Scotland have they can afford to have a Grant Hanley because me and Stan was talking off off mic about Shea Adams. It's big decision him committing to Scotland, and I genuinely thought for quite a while that Scotland were a front man short of getting to a tournament. And it almost seems like they've got two in one, so to speak. Now they, when they play the five three two, they go Shea Adams up front with a guy called Lyndon Dykes. So anyone who's not aware of him, he plays for QPR. Had quite a slow start to the season in the championship, but the back end of the championship, he's been really good. And for once, they've got a, a man since Chris Martin. I know it's not exactly um, an an idol of the game, but he could hold the ball up when he played for Scotland. And uh, Lyndon Knights can do the exact same. And him and Shea Adams actually look quite good together. And with the rise of players like Ryan Christie, who's quite a young player as well. James Forrest isn't that young, but he's uh, a player that can make an impact. Ryan Fraser, 
Andy Robertson's delivery, Gilmore, McTominay, McGinn. McGinn's good in this team as well because it's not the McGinn that plays for Villa. He plays as like an attacking midfielder almost. So it's it's really day and night when he plays for Aston Villa and Scotland McGinn. And I, I fancy him get a goal. I do, I do fancy him again to get a goal. But like I said, the threats from Robertson uh, and the and the back the back three that they play, they've they've tried a few players at wing back. They've tried Fraser. They've tried Forrest. They've tried Callum McGregor that plays for Celtic as well. But I think they've settled now on on one of the uh, the wing backs because they 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 play Fraser more often than not in these couple of games. But Ryan Christie's come through the ranks at Celtic as well and give him a big problem in these past two games as well. So it's looking like Ryan Christie's forced his way into the team in these two friendlies anyway because he's been classing both the friendlies so far. But I'm just trying to think notable players top of my head obviously. Scotland isn't like Czech or Croatia where you're a bit unfamiliar with the players basically on our doorstep. Like I said, Billy Gilmore uh, obviously played in Chelsea's Champions League running. Kieran Tierney plays for Arsenal. Andy Robertson's delivery is menacing for Liverpool when he can get up and as a wing-back as well. I prefer him there than in a flat-back four so he can, he, can, he can cheat a bit. He can get forward. He can cross a bit more. I'll tell you somebody that I think um, is a very good player. Um... I think he could make the difference for Scotland in terms of individual quality. And it's Stuart Armstrong who plays for Southampton. Yeah. I do think he's a very good player. He can play either side, can play on the wings. He can, he's, he's dropped into midfield next to Warbrows before. Both footed. Yeah. And I like Stuart Armstrong. A little he's bit a of bit, stardust. He's a bit of, um, he's a bit of a Swiss Army nice, to, to be honest with you. But that's his downfall at the same time. Mm. Because he can't settle on a position. He He's almost been pigeonholed in that. Oh, yeah. he'll do us a job there if yeah, we need yeah, him, yeah, and yeah. with five subs as well, they're yeah. more inclined to go for a, a Fraser at wing back or um, a, a Douglas, a Marshall Douglas as well. You know what I'm hearing? Though? I'm hearing a lot of depth. There's a, they've got a lot of options, and they they've obviously played quite a few um, players in different tactical setups. So this is the game that I'm honestly most worried about. England Be- Scotland. Yeah, because of our record against the home nations, we had never actually won. I don't think in an international tournament and. They've got a lot of players and they've got a good manager. Um, Gareth Southgate's still a bit... He's had a good time in World Cup, hasn't he? But I mean, yeah. still, still tactically he was found out, I think, last year. And yeah. the, the thing is, with Scotland, they've they've got enough to frustrate teams. Like, they drew two all with the Netherlands the other day. They should have won that game. Memphis Depay scored a free kick in the 90th minute. They'll be gutted about that because they should have definitely won that game. And if they'd have won that game, it would have... I still think they couldn't take confidence from it, but if they'd have won that game, it would have... It would have knocked them up. It would have given them a kick up the arse a bit more to be like, fucking hell, we've just beat Holland. Just beat yeah. Holland. Fucking one of the biggest teams. But yeah, but yeah, Scotland, I feel like one of the main strengths in, in the team is that the defence has been tightened up now. They've established a system of how they're going to get Tierney and Robertson because that was yeah. the big toothache for, for Steve Clark and no manager before him had really sussed it. They played Tierney at right back or Robertson at right back and it's just shit because... You nummify what they're good at yeah. by doing that. So Steve Clark come in straight away, right? You left centre back, and then since then, Tierney's gone on to play it for Arsenal more often than not. That's where he plays. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. Yeah, I like Steve Clark. I'm confident. It's it's not Love a very traditional back three, is it? When you think you've got a left back in there and you've got a, a centre midfielder with Grant yeah, Manley, yeah. so. But fair, McTominay fair play. plays it so well. He really does. He comes out with it, doesn't he? he really does. He's got license, obviously, because it's a bit of the Sheffield United, out. isn't it? A bit of the old Chris Wilder. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. they do. Yeah. yeah, they they do have the overlapping centre backs, and the thing, well, overlapping and underlapping, because if Robertson's making the pitch nice and wide, say even they play that five three two, 
then Tierney will still over and underlap him with potentially like a John McGinn as well, who yeah. will play on that left-hand side. And like I said, you, people people scoff at him and be like, fucking hell, they still think they're shit. They, they, they are shit, don't get me wrong, but they're not as shit as they, as they were. And I, I do think they'll they'll cause a few upsets uh, in this tournament. Even even a couple of draws here and there, I still think that they'll raise a few eyebrows with a few performances and be like, fucking hell, Scotland are better than I thought. That's it. I think from a Scotland point of view, you're happy that a third-place team goes through. Um, I am and I'm not and it takes a bit of the shine away it does but I, I don't think they care I mean if they, like you said they got to two euros before and never got out of the groups I don't think they'll care if they get through the groups in, in third but place and I think so to finish Cook do they get out of the groups do they break oh. that omen yes or no see I could get my ball, I could get my balls out here but that I am bet. I would be betting with my heart I'd have there. to cut that out if you did that what? <laughs> on the edit, got your balls out. Oh, right, oh, right. Right. Oh, right, fair enough. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, keep, I'll keep this one as the, uh, the, the PG, the PG one. one. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the uh, rated R one will be out later. On our uh, Patreon. Yeah, on our Patreon, yeah. <laughs> on our OnlyFans. Follow, oh. follow us, Thor's Hammer. But they'll get out, but I think they'll finish third. But my heart says they'll finish second. And then they'll get a slightly easier draw than England and get beat there. That's what I think. There, there, there you have it. Scotland out of the groups, first time ever. Yep, it's going to happen. So, just as we're finishing the pod here, bit of chit-chat about the Orioles. It starts in four days. I mean, me and Jim was on about it off mic before. It is shit that they only do one game in it, usually. I know. I was wondering if there was a bit of an opening ceremony, but I don't really know. No, I think because there's no host country. Um, obviously it's spread across isn't it they've just started with Group A yeah, it's, it's usually that in the World Cup though isn't it you, it's the host plays the first game yeah. yeah but there's no host at the, you know per se so, yeah. so yeah. Italy and um, Turkey kick us off at the um, Star Olympico it, isn't it it'll be enough it'll be like a little starter is it Friday night Friday night 8 so o'clock you just finish work and then you watch it so Friday the 13th is it no no it'll be my <laughs> 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 bug almost Friday the 11th for Italy yeah, he's crept up on us, I'd say. Yeah, I wish it was a bad game. I mean, Skeech did tip Turkey at 50 to 1 before. So, well, what's Turkey looking I'll be good intrigued to, I, I, to I'm, uh, I'm looking, looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I want to see what both teams look like. I think Italy will be happy that all the group games are in Rome at the Stadio Olimpico. But I think that Turkey, you know, they've got a few a few players in there that I think, you know... Kalanoglu, he'll know a lot of Chal- the lads. Any um, of our boys? Kalanoglu, Borat Yomats, you've got Soyuncu at centre-back. Any of our boys? Any of our boys sports? Who's our Any boys? of our boys like City, United, Chelsea? Jorginho. Yeah, uh, top of my head, Jorginho. Jorginho. Yeah. Um, no. Don't think so. Don't pick up one. Yeah, I'll tell you, but... They've got a lot of Serie A players on these two. Damian? Kind of cool. <gasps> I don't think he's in the team. Is Sweet Prince. Probably not. He's Sweet Prince. He's not. No. He's, he's awful. Emerson. Oh. Emerson? Could be there. Emerson. Emerson's going? He probably will play. Got a bit is of he George, still at Chelsea? Like, yes. Okay. Chelsea don't sell players. <laughs> he actually, he actually, this last week. he scored in the uh, Champions League quarterfinal against Atletico Madrid. So he did. Put I remember that. Last on his name. He did. Yeah, yeah. Him so. and Ben Chilwell were playing left wing back and so, left wing. So you've got you're supporting Italy, then, aren't you? In this game, yeah. Fuck and England and Scotland. And England and Scotland. <laughs> there you go. So somebody Alex, might win. Yeah, we've Alex, got a better chance than me and Jim. Yeah. I'll ask you a quick question, just just for a wrap up. The one group game. Because this is what we're kind of previewing. The one group game of all the tournament we're looking forward to most. Who wants to kick us off? I'll start with the obvious England Scotland. That is not yeah. That would be. A, I think the atmosphere would be good for that one. Yeah, it'll mm. be it'll be a, a rife one. It'll be a bit feisty. 
I'm just I'm just intrigued to see what England do. I'm intrigued to see what Scotland do. I feel it'll just be a complete clash of styles, but it'll be a concoction that everyone will like and it'll be a class game, undoubtedly. It will. Stan? Mm, it's a difficult question, that. Um, what about a group of death? France are in there, Germany are in there, Portugal is it as well? It is. Who many, who's Hungary? Hungary. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll all beat Hungary. I'm not looking forward to any of those games. I think they'll be quite... Cagey, because obviously none of them want to lose. And France, Portugal even if you finish third, if you if you don't concede a lot of goals, you'll probably get through. Especially if you beat Hungary, you're gonna have three points. Yeah, but I think Poland, Spain. I'm looking forward to that. I think Poland could top that group. I look at that Spain squad. I don't see a lot of star quality in it. Poland have got Lewandowski. You know, came back at the end of the season, broke good Muller's record. No Real Madrid players. And it's and it's well exactly. And and that Poland squad's been together for quite a long time, so you know each other's game. And, yeah, I think Poland could do them, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that one goes. What about you, Jim? Um, yeah, like you said, the group of the obvious stuff, but they're mostly the cagey at first, and yeah. they're the big teams. Portugal-Spain yeah. in the World Cup was a cracker, though. The 3-3, three three, all... yeah, yeah. And the Red Lion. Portugal-Hungary in the Euros was 3-3 as well. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah 2016. They, they didn't win a group game, did they? they... No, they didn't, win a, they didn't win a group game. They didn't win a, They won one game in 90 minutes. That's, so, that's but did they care because they... Lifted the trophy at the end. So what I'll go uh, for, I'll go a bit left field, I'll go for another home yeah. nation, I'll go for Wales, getting a bit desperate against the big boys Belgium. They're the same group, aren't they? No. They're not. I've told you three Italy. times since you've been here that they're not. They're in Italy. Yeah. Wales and, well, I'll go for Wales in the big boys group against <laughs> Italy. They're not because I'm actually a bit intrigued to see how Belgium are. It's, I think this is the last chance that golden generation. A lot of them are still playing together. Couldn't have come at a worse time either. That's, I don't know. They, they're a bit... No, but I mean like Hazard out of form, KDB... Uh, Injured. No, KB is going to be fine. I think they've got. Hazard can still turn it on though. He's still got that. And they've got game winners. Lukaku is maybe the most informed striker in Europe. Yannick Carrasco. Yannick Carrasco has a great year. But Tongan Oldbarrow might be a bit slow and old, but they know how each other play and they've still got a quality keeper behind there. They've got a good route to the thingy. This this could be the last hurrah. Minus might not be. It probably is. I don't think Minus will be there after this tournament either. Because he's been linked to a lot of clubs. Yeah, so he's So, go out in a blaze of glory and win it. Red Devils. There you go. There we go, Cook. So, that's the end of the podcast, isn't it? Um, so, yeah. they, What's that? So who are they playing, though? Belgium. No, I, I was on oh, Italy on my thing, but I got it. If you went Wales, Wales, Belgium, then you went, actually, no, Wales, Italy, yeah, and it's, started it, talking it, about Belgium. It's Wales, Italy, <laughs> but then I just think it was Wales, Belgium. Wales, Belgium would have been good because, like Cook said, very slow defence. Daniel James versus Gareth and Gareth Bale pace to burn well, would have been interesting shame to see. they don't have um, what's the lad called for West Brom Hal Hal, Hal Robson don't, don't forget him to channel his uh, inner Cruyff again past Tebow definitely the snake oh yeah is Rajan Anglin in the squad nope okay he's uh, <laughs> probably in the smoking area <laughs> where he spends 99% of his life <laughs> but if you want to spend 99% of your life wisely, follow us on our socials because if you spend there 99% of the time, you'll never have a, f- a bad time with all this stuff. You won't. You and won't. also, subscribe to our YouTube as well. Yeah, subscribe to our YouTube. you speak about that. Yeah, TTWTCC podcast. Search that into YouTube. We'll come up. I think, I think we've got 10 subscribers now, so thank you. I know we've got the most, uh, we got a few more Apple podcast reviews the other day. Took us over to 31 the other day, so thank you very much for leaving us those you can listen to us on Spotify our host platform Anchor FM and just search in that's the way the cookie crumbles and yeah uh, bit of a Euros preview today we've had some gambling experts on 
hopefully we're going to win a lot of money this Euro so you can finally treat your pig bird to that Fiat 500 that she's really wanted and maybe if you get on Skeechee 66 to 1 you can get said pig bird said Fiat 500 yes but <laughs> we are going to be doing videos throughout Euro 2020 but we can't we, we won't promise exactly when they'll be we'll just do them when we feel yeah we're going to surprise you we we're will yeah so surprise you. it might be after the group games we might do a few previews you know we'll see how we feel um, we might do one tomorrow we might do one tomorrow but might yeah. be straight after this Might and how's the yesterday. how's the best way to find out if we do one tomorrow, Jim? Is to tap that notification bell. Yeah, the YouTube. We just had our first video content go up yesterday. I felt they went down quite well. And also follow our Twitter. I don't know if you mentioned that. Cookie Podcast number followed by number one. Yeah, is it? yeah, yeah. At Cookie Podcast followed by the numerical one. Yeah, sub to us on YouTube if you're not checked us out there. The video we did yesterday did the England eleven for the Croatia game. So if you're not seen that already, go and check it out. And that's the way the cookie crumbles, baby. Yeah.